Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Brian Adams. Brian Adams is the co-founder and chief executive officer for Integrity Marketing Group and leads the day-to-day operations of the company. Brian also serves on the board of directors of Integrity. With Integrity, he is on a mission to innovate insurance, making it easier for Americans to be served how and where they prefer. Brian is considered one of the nation's leading experts in the senior market and speaks frequently across the country about the importance of helping families on one of the most difficult days of their lives. He consults with leading insurance companies to help them offer the best products to this market. Well, good afternoon, Brian. Welcome to the show. Why? Well, thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you, my friend. Awesome. I appreciate it. And I know that uh, we're all struggling here in the greater part of the Midwest with this weather. So I appreciate you jumping on and and uh, sticking with us. I know it's super cold and a lot of snow. So Brian, let's jump into the questions here. I want to talk a little bit about your career. You've got quite the background in insurance marketing, and now you're the co-founder and CEO of Integrity Marketing Group. Could you just share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I appreciate you having me on and, and being able to share this. I, I think really a lot of where I, you know, my passion for insurance really came from how I grew up. My uh, my mom and dad owned funeral homes in West Texas. I grew up in a small town of 1,800 people in West Texas. And my mom and dad were the funeral directors in, in our county. In fact, really, they both worked in the business. And I remember coming home or you know growing up, <clears throat> sitting around the kitchen table and my mom and dad talking about families that hadn't prepared for the inevitable, frankly. Um, and they were talking about, you know, the, the, you know, the impact that, that people would have on you know, their funeral arrangements primarily. That's how it, it how I originally got an insurance. I remember at an early age starting to think about <clears throat> the fact of uh, it's amazing more people aren't planning for this in advance, and there's got to be better ways to do this. And so in college, I uh, I actually got recruited to, to sell life insurance door-to-door, frankly, in, in West Texas. I, I went to Texas Tech. And uh, and really, um, my passion for helping people started when I was young. My my dad my dad really had a calling for the funeral industry and helping people. And so I, I saw that growing up. But then whenever I started selling life insurance in college, it was one of those things of being able to recognize the opportunity of helping people plan for a life event. And so really our passion and my, my whole drive and our mission here at Integrity uh, is to help Americans plan for one of the toughest days of their life. And what that means for us is when someone is sitting at a hospital and they just found out that they had cancer, heart attack, stroke, COVID, or some major life event, we want to make sure we have a health insurance product there for them to take care of their need. Or when a family has to go into a nursing home and take a loved one into a nursing home. That's a devastating emotional time. And we want to take that that financial burden off. And so we want to have long-term care, short-term care products there for the insurance-related needs for that type of event. Or at the end of life, with someone setting at a funeral home and having to make the just the, the, the emotional decisions of, of losing a loved one, but also having to pay for that. We want to take the financial burden off of, of that family through the life insurance products that we offer. Um, and then we also want retirement to be a, a, a good experience, a difficult experience. So we have retirement planning products that we, we also offer. And so our whole purpose at Integrity is to help Americans with one of those type of life events to make sure that we're there for them uh, in their time of need. And, and, and honestly, that passion really came from my childhood of seeing that firsthand when people would walk into my parents' funeral home 
and have to make those emotional decisions and and uh, and and really just being able to help people and serve people has really been I think our life calling and my life calling as as part of this and I'm really proud of the work we're able to do here at Integrity for sure. I appreciate that share, Brian. I really do. And I think your story has the human touch to it. And I think it would resonate with a lot of people. So thank you. And Brian, as you know, everybody globally has had to make these major shifts to adapt to the new normal. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's <clears throat> it's really an interesting point. We, in integrity is in the life and health insurance business. And we really, through this COVID pandemic, one of the things that, that we were recognized as and our industry was recognized as, as an essential business, part of the government's definition, that uh, this is part of, the, we're an essential worker, effectively. And the fact that people need life and health insurance today more than ever really became relevant in this this um, this time. In fact, every day as people would turn on the TV and still as they turn on the TV, they, they were faced with their own health and, you know, the concern about getting and catching COVID or passing away from it. And, their own, and, and every day they were faced with their own mortality effective, effectively there. And so integrity, one of the things that we did was we rallied together. Now we we worked remote. <clears throat> One of the things that we made early on was a commitment to our, our staff not to make any any layoffs during that time to make sure that they knew that that we were here for them. We knew that we were going to come out on this stronger than ever, and that people would really need need us more than than they ever probably realized before. And so I'm proud to say that we we really rallied as a as a team at Integrity, all of our employees. And really served our agents and helped them uh, get more creative, looking for ways to invest in better technology and, and services to help them be more successful, but also be able to reach more consumers. And, and in 2020, we had a record year. We actually uh, grew in excess of 100% this year. We're already a large company, but growing at that rate during the global pandemic really shows just, you know, just the importance of kind of what we do in society for sure. I appreciate the share on that. And it's it's good news to hear that your organization was able to weather the storm thus far. And Brian, this is a big question for our audience, especially it really resonates with me being in technology. Are you leveraging any new emerging tech in your business? And if not, anything you see industry specific that might positively impact your business in the near future? Yeah, so so I think uh, technology is vital for us to all stay ahead of the game. And really, frankly, this serve our core mission of serving people. And so we're investing heavily in the technology. In fact, we just uh, partnered with a group, acquired a, a business um, just recently that is a, a quoting engine and, and software technology that allows our agents in the field to more quickly and accurately quote the lowest price uh, products available to people for, for their healthcare needs. And, and that was a, a major investment for us to make it more efficient for our agents in in the uh, in the field when they're working with the end consumer to make sure that they they're getting the best price available, but also the most appropriate products for their need. So that that's one example, and we're continuing to invest in how, how do we build out that software, how do we build out that technology to be to be even more successful. And then in addition to that we we launched <clears throat> during COVID our teams really you know after we went into the kind of the you know, working remote time in March, we really rallied our troops to start looking for ways to create new enrollment technologies. And so we rolled out 
a, a online and, and electronic enrollment technology for our agents to be able to utilize so that we could be able to help our clients in, in, in whether it was in person, on the phone, or online. And we created really an, an entire enrollment tool from, from scratch during that period. And we're able to, to, to launch that for our annual enrollment period, which starts in October uh, of each year. And we ended up having a, a record annual enrollment period. And I think it was a large part to do with being able to be investing ahead of the curve and making sure that we were really trying to see around the corner and uh, make sure that we had the right technology and and systems available for our, our team so that they could help even more consumers. I appreciate the share on that. That's important to leverage some of that technology now to make the lower co- help lower costs and, and also be more efficient with our process to make a better customer experience. So Brian, last question here. Our audience wants to know a little bit about you. As we wrap up here, can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either marketing or entrepreneurship? Yeah, I, I, uh, that's an interesting question. And first of all, I, I, I love just the opportunity that we have as entrepreneurs to really find problems uh, in the market and be able to find solutions. And in this society, we're able to, to really go out and create anything uh, that can really help people. And I think it's the biggest piece of advice that I would have for anyone who's thinking about getting into business or starting a business is, is not to focus on the money. And I know that sounds, I mean, you, you hear people say this all the time, but, but that's a byproduct, right? And money, money will always follow good solutions and, and good service. And I, I think too often entrepreneurs really focus on how am I going to make money and, and not really focusing on how do I help people and I, I, one of the things I, I you know, really just I, I encourage people to think about is how do you look for ways <clears throat> to really uh, serve others? And if you do that, you can accomplish anything. And I, as I mentioned, I grew up in West Texas. It's uh, where I grew up around Lubbock, Texas. It's um, cotton fields everywhere. And I remember whenever I started Integrity and whenever you know, I started out of my house and, and I remember the early days we're tough, man. I mean, you know, you, you, uh, <laughs> it's, it's tough to start a business. However, <clears throat> and I was really frustrated that, that, um, you know, the, the income and the sales weren't, weren't coming fast enough, uh, to really pay for all the expenses that we were incurring. And I remember going back home and one of my best friends growing up has been, been my best friend since I was five years old, a guy named Bubba. And Bubba's a huge cotton farmer out there. And I remember sitting around talking to Bubba and talking about, the, um, the just the frustration that that I had, and I know that many entrepreneurs have the same frustration about the fact that the outcome wasn't coming fast enough, right? And uh, and Bubba, and he's about six foot five, good old country boy, said, "Well, man, you're focusing on the wrong thing. There is a natural order to things, and it's just like farming." And as we stood out in his cotton field, he, we talked about the natural order of, of the agrarian model, as I call it, but it's, it's just the same as, as a really business, is if you're going to be a farmer, you've got to focus on first preparing the soil, making sure that the, the, the field is prepared and ready and, 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 and all leveled out and plowed and things of that nature. And then you've got to plant the seed. You don't plant just one or two seeds. You plant thousands or tens of thousands of seeds. And then you've got to water that, that those seeds and you've got to, nurture it and you got to protect it from the elements and things of that nature. And then, 
And then, and then you've got to harvest it as it grows up. You've got to, at some point, you got to get out in the field and harvest it. If you, if you miss any, ever, any one of those steps, then you're not going to have a crop, right? And so what most people think about is they think about the, the success part of it. But as Bubba told me out in the field that day is you've got to think about the things you can control. And it's the preparing of the field. It's the planting of the seed. It's the nurturing of the crop. And it's getting out and harvesting that crop whenever it's, it's uh, ready. And if you miss any one of those times, you miss any one of those steps, then you won't ever be successful. And so one of the things I've, I've really taken to heart is focusing on all of the things you can control, spending crazy amounts of effort and energy around the things that you know you can control. And, and at some point, you've got to trust a higher power as well that, um, that, that there's not going to be some crazy weather or some event that you can't control. But then the market will determine at the end of the day whether they want to buy your crop or not, right? You can't determine whether people want to buy your, your crop, it's, did you do all the things that were in your control? So the, the one piece of advice I would have to, or maybe a couple of pieces of advice I'd have to entrepreneurs is focus on things you're passionate about, right? Farmers, farmers don't get up and build a great farm by not loving what they do. And I think you, I think you got to find something that you just love and that you're passionate about. And, and, and for me, that's serving others. And then secondly, you got to focus on the things that you can control uh, and do each one of those steps as well as you can be as dedicated to each one of those steps uh, and give that your all. And then the outcome is just a byproduct, right? It's a byproduct of being able to, to do, do those things and not everything works. And so don't, don't be afraid of keeping, you know, keep trying. And so I know that's a long answer to your short question, but I think, I think people all too often, especially as they think about kind of the, the excitement of of uh, being an entrepreneur don't realize how dirty of a work it is just like working on a farm i think that's a great analogy brian honestly and i think that would resonate with a lot of people here you know those that are entrepreneurs and just technologists and people that work in marketing as well so brian i appreciate the share on that and i just want to let you know it was a pleasure having you on today and i look forward to speaking with you real soon man it was my honor i really appreciate you god bless you buddy Thanks for uh, having me on today. Bye for now. 